Hello, heroes, and welcome to another exciting episode of One Shot. I'm James D'Amato, your Game Master. Happy New Year, heroes! 2015 was an amazing year for One Shot and myself personally. Last year, I saw an incredible number of personal successes. One Shot and Campaign are slowly turning into viable career options. Thanks to the help of our backers on Patreon, One Shot and Campaign are still a thing. There was a point last year where it looked pretty touch and go, but we thankfully have the funding that we need to stay afloat and we're able to expand. 2016 is going to bring some pretty amazing changes to the One Shot Network, and the first of those are going to happen right now. The One Shot Podcast Network is going to become much more of a network. We're adding three new contributors to our family A few of them are voices that you're already familiar with. If you liked our episode on sex for critical success with Alex Roberts, you'll be happy to know that Alex is joining us. You'll be happy to know that Alex is joining us on our network to do a new show called Backstory. Backstory is an interview program where Alex talks to game designers and other notable community members to get to know the person behind their face in the gaming world. We're also happy to welcome Megan Dornbrock. Megan is newer to gaming, but she's got plenty of enthusiasm, and she's poured it all into her new show, Modifier, which is about the process of changing and modifying games, whether that's building a brand new game or homebrewing from something that already exists, Megan is interested in the mechanical process behind games. Megan will be talking to prominent designers and folks who are just in it for fun. Backstory and Modifier will run every other week on alternating weeks, so we're always going to have something coming out on Thursday. The third and final voice we'll be adding to our network is definitely someone you're all familiar with, Jim McClure. You might know Jim from our Legend of Five Rings episodes or from his show, Talking Tabletop. I think the best description I've heard for Talking Tabletop is inside the actor's studio for Game Masters. Jim expertly unravels guests both big and small about what makes them tick at the table. Jim did great work when he was with the RPG Academy Network, and I look forward to the work that he's going to be doing as part of the One-Shot Network. Talking Tabletop will continue to post at its regular time on Tuesdays. The One-Shot Podcast Network is also investigating a new season of Jim's show, The Hero's Journey. For those who haven't listened yet, The Hero's Journey is about game mastering for the first time. It's a step-by-step guide to somebody's first time behind the screen. It's a fantastic project, and I can't wait to see what we do with it. Thank you so much, Alex, Megan, and Jim, for joining us. I know we're going to do great things together. Alex, Megan, Kat, and myself joined Laura Simpson to play her game, Companion's Tale. Companion's Tale isn't out yet, but it will be out soon, and it is a fascinating look at gaming. Inspired by the unique structure of Avery McDonald's The Quiet Year, Simpson took a look at heroic adventure fantasy from the perspective of folks who aren't in the spotlight. Companion's Tale is about the people around a great hero who changed a region. It investigates the truths and the falsehoods spun by the people who are around the hero, whether they were normal folks living around the hero, rivals who got in the hero's way, or active participants in the hero's journey. Players work together to tell the hero's story while drawing out their world on a map. Companion's Tale was a fascinating tactile and intellectual experience. I highly recommend it as soon as it comes out to anybody who really likes deep story gaming. And with all of that, let's thank some of our Patreon backers and get to the show. 
Benjamin Schofield. Thank you, Ben. Thanks so much. Jim Ramis. I, I feel like if it was Ramis, it would have an I. Well, I don't know. Uh, we could look it up. Jim Ramis. <laughs> Jim. Thank you. <laughs> Just leave that whole thing in there. Mm-hmm. Sophia Soderstrand. Thank you so much. Alistair Cor- Corbett. Alistair. Alistair Corbett. Alistair Corbett. Thank you. Thank you. Ellie Akers. Ellie Akers. Thank you so much, Ellie. Dylan Sinot. Dylan Sinot. Dylan Sinot. Dylan Sinot. Thank, Thank you so you. much. Jason, Jason Flowers. Flowers. Thank, Thank you. you. Adrian M. Adrian M. Mazrab. Mazrab. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Dan Enders. Thank you. Alan Sells. Thank you. Will Scotland. Thank you. Thank you. Dylan Thomas. Thank, thank you, you, Dylan. David Jensen. Thank you so much. Thanks, David. Thanks again to all of our Patreon backers. You saved this network in 2015. I can't wait to show you what we'll do in 2016. And with all that out of the way, let's get to the show. All right, heroes, let's meet our party for this week. First up, a familiar voice to everybody in the entire world. That's right. I just made our reach much larger. Kat, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. How are you, James? I am doing great because we are at Metatopia. We're at Metatopia. And we're about to play a new game, which is always fun. Moving on from Kat, uh, we have new contributors to the OneShot Network. And their shows are probably already on the air. I actually don't know. But you're hearing them on One Shot here now. First up, uh, let's introduce Megan. Megan, say hello to everybody. Tell them hello, your name. Hello, everybody. My name is still Megan. Uh, Last name. Oh, Dornbrock. Oh. <laughs> I have one of those also. Yes, yes. You get to say two names. Unless you don't want that out there. That's fine. You can know. Um, <laughs> it's out there now. So, yeah. I'm new. I have a show. It's called Modifier. It might be out. We'll see. Yeah. Just, and for everybody, and, what do you do on Modifier? And the short version of Modifier is it's about making the game that you want to play. So, um, whether that's modifying an existing game or making your own game, we talk to indie developers, some people here at Metatopia. It's been super good. Homebrewers and anybody who's just making, making what they want to make happen. So. Very cool. <laughs> and let's move on to our other new contributor to the One Shot Network, Alex Roberts. Alex, Welcome to the show. Hello, James. It's good to be here. <laughs> so official, Nailed so it. radio. <laughs> well, you just gave her name away, so. Uh, yes. true. Well, I knew how to pronounce her name. <laughs> <laughs> yep, nice. that's my, as you know, it's actually my stage name. My real last name is like Robodopolis or something. Robodopolis. Robodopolis. <laughs> like, no, like with six even, X's you know? in there. If your name was Robodopolis, yeah, you should go by Robodopolis. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Alex Roberts. Folks may know me from the Tabletop Superhighway or from my... Twitter and G+, but I have exciting new show that is going to be out on the OneShot Network. It's probably already out by the time this airs, I mm-hmm. assume. I am hoping we hope so. so. <laughs> we hope so. And uh, it's called Backstory, and it's an interview show where I have lovely, friendly, intimate chats with game designers uh, and other interesting folks in the game community and uh, and they tell me a little bit more about themselves and where they're at. So, yeah, it's going to be lovely. You should totally listen. Very cool. And our special guest for this week is Laura Simpson. Laura Simpson designed the game that we're about to play, Companion's Tale. And I'm actually going to turn it over to you, Laura, to tell us a little bit more about the game. Hi. So a high-level view of uh, Companion's Tale. You are telling the story of a hero's journey, but you're not telling it from the point of view of the hero. You are, in fact, the companions and the rest of the world. So the hero is a cipher. Uh, whatever the companions 
are telling about the hero is through their perspective. So it's an opportunity to hear from the people that are on the sidelines, the love interests, the nemesis mentors, and tell a story about how the hero got to where they were. Which is a really cool high concept as we've all been stuck in the role of the hero and we haven't been able to like corral around that and build up the myth that way. So with that, let's, let's get started. I'm so excited. I'm very excited too. Okay. So to get started, we're going to start by building the world. I need a volunteer. Oh, maybe. Okay. Great. <laughs> so from you, we're going to go uh, clockwise around the table and each one of us are going to answer a single question out loud and while drawing to create this world. Oh, cool. <laughs> so right. are you ready? Yeah. Okay, great. So your question is, what is the most prominent physical feature of our land? What virtue does it metaphorically represent? There's this huge mountain range mm-hmm. on the edge of a valley, kind of like Mount Rushmore, except naturally occurring and not a bunch of old white guys. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. So yeah, there's just these faces that kind of are sort of barely like able to see and they've just naturally formed there and um and yeah people just have this sense that someone is watching over us and there is like you know a a greater uh, being out there and that's this mountain represents that cool that's super cool yeah oh cool so that's at the corner of our land as well what's the cardinal (laughs) directions going here so don't ask me we could go go any way cool because um once we get to actually telling the story, there'll be more drawing, and it won't just be physical features. Nice. Nice. Okay. So we'll we'll move on to uh, me then. Yes. The next question. So you have a choice. You could choose between two questions. Our spiritual beliefs promise prosperity. What must we do to become prosperous? What is taboo? Or what do parents warn our children about at bedtime? What celebration is tied to that fear? I think I am going to uh, go with uh, what brings us prosperity. The people of this land uh, believe uh, that what brings them prosperity is movement. So they try to spend as much time in their lives as possible moving to the point where there are elaborate trains and vehicles that allow you to move when you sleep. Uh, so like, you know, babies, you have to rock them and move them. It's the same uh, sort of way in that you have to always be moving and progressing forward. Okay. So what's taboo? Uh, taboo, I think, is like taking sloth uh, and making it even more demonic. Like, uh, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people connect things like wrath and and greed with being like top level sins. But in this one, any anyone who is not doing anything... Uh, like whether it's physicalized movement or whether moving forward in their life, that is the ultimate taboo. Awesome. You might want to sketch like something small that kind of represents that. We'll tap it later on. Like train tracks. Or something. Uh, mm-hmm. It's actually a river Ooh. that moves in a complete circle. Mm. Uh, all right. Megan, are you ready? Uh, sure. <laughs> okay. So you also get to choose between uh, two questions. Mm-hmm. So question one, death and taxes are the only constants in life. Who do we pay taxes to? <laughs> or name one group that is traditionally wealthy in our society. Name another who has supplanted them recently. Ooh. So I'm going to go with the taxes. Who do we pay taxes to? I like I like this river that's happening in the middle. Uh, I think we need a, an overlord, like a duke who lives in the middle of this river. I'm going to make him a little house. 
Better be a sweet Dukely house. Oh shoot, a tower. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> so a flag. Oh no. Oh, yeah. cool. <laughs> this dude lives in a tower in the middle of our circle river. Awesome. Okay, last question. So you're gonna choose between these questions. So the first one is, what is the price of magic, and who usually wields it, or? What new technology can be found in every home? What members of society has it displaced? The cost of magic. Uh, there are set ways to do magic, and it is difficult to find new things. So people who are practitioners of magic are not seen as people who are actively moving. Mm. And there is lots of spooky lore surrounding the idea of uh, stagnant thought. So it is a potentially very dangerous thing, and many have succumbed to sloth in that they just study old types of magic. What Was there more to that question? Okay, so then I'm going to make a spooky sloth magic forest over here. Oh, trees. I bet it's old growth. <laughs> <laughs> they only get wider, they don't get taller. <laughs> oh, no. And then there's going to be a secret. Oh. Oh. Necromancer Tower. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. We need more towers. Awesome. <laughs> Great. So that's the prologue. Um, we're going to start with uh, the acts of storytelling. So each act has the same structure. We're going to kick it off with a historian phase where I'm going to flip over a theme card. And each one of you is going to come up with some facts that are happening in this world based around that theme. Then after everyone gets a turn of doing that, we're going to start story rounds. There's going to be four of them, and we're going to get some roles. So you're going to be impacting the world, but also playing the companions. Cool. And uh, we'll close out the act with a biographer round, so it's a chance to blow off some steam and <laughs> gossip about each other. Awesome. Yay. That sounds okay. rad. <laughs> so uh, some things to think about. Uh, you can name places, whatever you'd like, but for the companions, just refer to them by their title, because it's easier to remember, mm -hmm. and it keeps things nice and snappy. Same thing with the hero. Truth is very relative. So events are interpreted through the eyes of the teller. Every single person is unreliable in that way. And you could disagree with each other by making up your own facts on your turn. Nice. Cool. cool. So act one, the hero's genesis. We're going to talk about the hero's origin. So we'll start with his historian phase. Okay, so the theme card, punishment. So Ooh. I've got some prompts for that. And you don't have to go in a particular order, just whoever thinks of it first. Once the people were punished for the actions of the elite, or once the people were called for the hero to be punished. Now, we haven't really introduced the hero, so you don't necessarily have to go for that. Mm -hmm. But think punishment. Think what could happen in this world. And just kind of sprinkle it out. You don't have to build on top of each other. Can I see that card? Sure thing. So we're just coming up with fun facts, for lack of a better <laughs> word. <laughs> well, like miniature events, things that have happened uh, okay. around punishment. Okay. I have an idea. As a punishment for an act that the people committed, the river, for a certain period, flowed in opposite directions towards itself. And that gathered everything in a massive flood. And after the flood was over, it receded and continued in one direction. Hmm. Ooh. Do right. I draw the aftermath of that? Ooh, yeah, I do. <laughs> okay, divine punishment. Yeah, so um, I am going to have a crumbled town around this duke's castle, which is the only thing that survived. Oh, making cool. it even scarier looking. Cool. What if, mm -hmm. um, for a time, the necromancers, the people doing the old mm -hmm. ma magic, they had the Duke's favor, and they were like court magicians and stuff, 
and then some sort of transgression occurred, and they were all cast out. So maybe there's like very few surviving magicians in that necromancer's tower over there. Mm, okay. cool. Is that cool? Yeah, that's cool. Um, I think that during whatever divine retribution thing, that we don't really know what happened, but now there's a spooky face. <gasps> like a disapproving yes. face in the middle? Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say, like, no. Dang. Even <laughs> I love that is the cutest angry face, though. <laughs> he doesn't look angry, he looks disappointed. Yeah, He's a little skeptical. He it's more hurtful. Yeah. <laughs> well, and this, so this is divine punishment? Could be. Or, or oh, could be. It could be any type oh, of punishment. Good. Well, then for regular punishment, uh, I, I would say that people who do not pay their taxes are thrown in the river. Oh. Where there are river monsters. Oh. oh. Draw me some sea serpents, girl. <laughs> <laughs> so many bones at the floor of that river. <laughs> Those are supposed to be spikes on oh, the river like monster. He's, what a cutie. And he likes <laughs> to trot <trouble. laughs> Yeah. Okay. Give him one beefy arm. <laughs> awesome. So that's wrapping our historian phase. So now we're going to begin our story rounds. So let's get that kicked off. First thing I'm going to do is I'm going to deal cards that you guys can start thinking about what companions you want to play. So there are four companion cards. So you could think about this. You could take them in any order. And uh, at the end of um, whoever's the storyteller, we just draw back up. To get us started, I need someone to volunteer to be cartographer. And from there, all the all the turns will rotate uh, clockwise. So the cartographer draws whatever people say as an interpretation. Sure. You want yes. it? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, okay. So for the story rounds, when you're a cartographer, you will, you'll draw what the storyteller says, what the witness <laughs> says, and what the lore keeper says. And then after everyone's else gone, all the roles rotate. Oh. So okay. everyone's cool. going to get a turn being a cartographer. Everyone's going to get a turn being okay. a companion. Everyone will get a turn being a witness. Everyone will get a turn being a lore keeper. Cool. So you'll okay. all contribute. And you all tell stories. Very cool. cool. Okay, so since you're a cartographer, you'll have like all the markers. Thank you. Uh, so that means that you'll be the very first storyteller. You'll be the co- the the companion. The companion. Yes. Mm-hmm. And to be a companion, you will choose who you're going to be. You'll take two of these theme cards. You'll decide which type of story you're going to tell. It's going to be about you and the hero. Mm-hmm. And then once you've figured all that out, you're going to find out what your face is. So I have these mm-hmm. illustrated face cards. That will determine your face. So it'll be kind of exciting to find out who you are. (laughs) Do I want Oracle or Protégé? Oracle is a really good one to start with. To start with. That's how I feel about it. Here are your theme cards. So you choose one and you discard the other. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. So what are your theme cards that you're choosing? Oh, so I'm between Captivity, Once a Distant Fortress Held a Condemned Soul, or Threat, Once an Overlooked Problem Became a Great Threat. Or, once a false threat obscured a greater one. That's all good stuff. It's all good stuff. We're going to start with captivity. Okay. I think that makes the most cool. sense from an oracle standpoint. All right. With uh, one person. Okay. Let's find out what Ooh, your face is. What do is. I look like? Ooh. Oh, I look nice. cool. You got it going on. Yeah. yeah awesome. I'm a, I'm a cute young woman. Yeah. with an, <laughs> she's, She looks so knowing. <laughs> and she's got a lip mole. Yeah. And uh, she has a really cool headscarf. Perfect. Awesome. Okay, so I have always known about the hero, um, ever since I was a little, little kid, that I just knew this person, uh, would one day exist in a tower, and it took me a long time to understand that other people didn't 
just to understand that this was an important thing that was going to happen to our land and uh, change the way we processed the ideas of speed and thought and the metamagic games surrounding our land. I think that um, I spent a lot of my young life doing, you know, just like basic fortunes um, and saving up money to, to buy a boat to travel, to travel our speed river, um, to transition into a caravan, to get to the edge of the forest. So when, uh, when the young hero sprung out of the, uh, the necromancer's tower in which, uh, they were born, uh, they were able to jump onto the back of my cart while being chased and speed away as I was like, well, now you're here and it's time that you have to do heroics. So that was, that was the introduction of the hero. Mm-hmm. Cool. 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 That's great. All right. So next up, Alex, you're going to be a witness. So what a witness does is they look on the map mm-hmm. and they take an event. Now you don't want to be like following the hero around. You want to kind of prod something else. Ooh, meanwhile. So, yes. Okay. Meanwhile. Cool. So in terms of cartography, mm-hmm. do we put stuff on? The th- oh, like uh, the actions that happen? Um, or? So you in, so as the cartographer, you would interpret it, and mm. you can draw something symbolic of it. You can uh, – <laughs> so it could be symbology. It could be um, like a few stick figures. It could be kind of broad. Nice. <laughs> Excellent. And this we're – This is good. Fingers, I can't see it. Sorry. It is our little baby hero. It's a bab. Um. It's, a little, it's a little bab with a little sword and a little shield. Oh, oh my goodness. It is the cutest little hero. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what a oh, hair. With this one little single hair. With this one little, little, little baby hair. Oh. There you go. I guess we don't He's know the born. gender of the hero or if the hero even has a gender. But we do know the hero has a hair. Has yes. one yes. hair and two circles. Yeah. <laughs> At least. Look at baby. Um. Do I draw a card? Or uh, no, is this you just off kind of the dome. Yeah, you just kind of look and just kind of prod something forward. Oh, okay, yeah. perfect, perfect. Um, so uh, let's say, meanwhile, back in the Duke's tower, um, the Duke has begun to go mad. His demands of his servants and people become increasingly outrageous. He levies taxes on the people that he knows they can't pay. Um, he uh, he sends his food back and. Repeatedly insisting it's poisoned. Mm. Um, he has become paranoid and, uh, and, uh, people are starting to notice. Oh, cool. Okay. Okay. All right. So Lord Keeper. Mm-hmm. So what you do is usually you kind of look around and you could create new culture, whether, and by culture, it's kind of broad, right? It could be a song <laughs> that comes up, a cultural mm-hmm. uprising, a game, a sporting event. Uh, it, it's just, it's related and inspired by events in the world. Uh, one of my favorites is slang. There's so much good slang that I've seen. So there is a reaction uh, amongst the people, you know, about the Duke's madness. Um, there's like a little artistic subculture uh, <laughs> that comes up uh, around like basically people are starting to doubt all of the things that they've been told because even though the Duke – like the Duke – technically rescued the land and uh, by bringing everybody into the tower initially, now he's bonkers. Uh, (laughs) And the only person who tells people that moving is uh, like bad is the Duke. He's the Mm -hmm. one enforcing that. And he keeps pointing to this uh, disapproving face on the mountainside that that that's, that's why it's real is that face in the flood. Uh, And moving's bad now. 
And so they are starting to rebel against that by changing the way they move. Uh, they are, instead of moving forward as the Duke uh, commands them to do, they are looking at the river and going, the river flows like continually in a circle. So they're starting a form of round movement dance. It's a lot of spinning. Uh, it's a lot of uh, jumping around in circles. It's a lot of flips. It's really cool. Like uh, if you picture capoeira, uh, like that sort of like spinning around each other, it's like sweeps and spins, but also uh, the same sort of spins that you get in swing dancing too. So mm-hmm. it's like a lot of turning around and then doing a flip and it's a spin lot moves. of spin moves. Oh, yeah. It's spin moves. It's all spin moves. <laughs> what a thing to draw. <laughs> <laughs> she nailed it, guys. <laughs> a circle. You can't. Yep. yep. Okay, so then you rotate the rolls. So okay. Now. I'll become the cartographer. Yes. I have the. Oh, yes. Here you go. Oh, I actually want to add one more thing. Yeah. The spin moves start out erratic in a large circle, <laughs> and they draw towards the center where you move less and less. Mm. They spiral. Mm. Okay. That seems like an inefficient way to move. They love it. <laughs> kids. Yeah, those kids love it, man. What are you going to do? Ooh, you can be a monster? Yeah. So there's Ooh. a new card. It's the monster. What makes the monster special is you were human once. Now people call you a monster. And so when you get your face card, you flip it over Ooh. because you're no longer that person. Oh, very cool. cool. Yeah. So my options are monster, lover, rescued, and protege. Ooh, that's some good stuff. A, yeah, those are all meaty. <laughs> Mm, I like. Um, can I draw my cards first and then decide? Is that how it? Okay. You can't. All right. My options are transformation, once a magical item could twist the nature of things, and restoration, once an ancient order had been long abandoned by the people, or once the relations between two great forces were repaired. Eh, restoration. I think it's a bit early in the story for things to start being fixed. Um, yeah, I want to go with transformation. Um, hmm. Yeah, hand me that monster. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Nice. All right. Okay. Who are we looking at? Here's your face card. Who are we looking at? Oh, man. Who you really are? Oh, it's so sad that I'm a monster because I really, I look terrific. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, she's so cute. She's got, she's got those real, like. Look at those glasses. Yeah, tight dreads going on. Like, nice. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, okay. So her life was destroyed somehow. She was like a librarian or a wizard. <laughs> yeah. So, so Ooh, interesting. Yeah. Maybe she lived in the tower. Whoa. Oh, there's a lot of action in the tower. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, uh, so someone who lived in the tower and was transformed by her own magic into, um, a hideous giant spider-like creature, like sort of a mishmash of a spider and a human. Um, and now she stalks the woods, uh, spooking people out. Yeah. Don't um, forget to talk about it as if it's you. So oh, yeah. I, that's, yeah. Nice. that's you. Okay, so I am a spooky spider lady. <laughs> um, <laughs> I live in the forest. And uh, when the hero was very, very young, uh, he came careening through the forest obviously trying to get out of, out of there at maximum speed. And the oracle who was with him, um, who was driving the carriage, um, 
thought that I was just another spooky forest beast and cast me out. But the young hero uh, could tell that there was something human in my eyes. And he took pity on me and approached me and spoke with me. Uh, And I was very moved by that. And so I shared with him uh, the, the, the object, the talisman that I had worn and I had used to transmute things. And I warned him that I had used it too much, too often. I relied on it, and I was punished by being transformed myself. But I thought that with a with a, a heart as pure as this hero's obviously was, um, you know, they could do great things. And so I gave them the talisman. Cool. Oh, wow. Awesome. That's what that is. <laughs> <laughs> That's an awesome drawing. I love it. The hero has a talisman, and it, like, it has light coming out of it. Uh, so, yeah, so now yeah. I, I am the... Witness. The witness. So you uh, so you will look around, mm-hmm. but not necessarily where the hero and the companions are, to move things forward in the world. I am going to say that the duke, uh, the, the part of the major currency in the world, since it's so co- uh, like concerned with movement, currency is actually work. Like... Uh, obviously, like in the world that we live in, uh, currency sort of represents, uh, work that has been done or value that has accumulated. Uh, but in, he has started taxing people by commanding them to, uh, through like little treadmills, power a massive drill on the other side of the map going into the earth. Going where on the well, but like just yeah. digging uh, just down on the there. opposite side from the hero. Yeah. Okay. Oh my gosh, that's massive. Yeah. Yeah, and there are like all sorts of unhappy people powering the drill in, in little hamster wheels. In little hamster wheels, of course. Yes. <laughs> so, so they're going wheels. forward, but they're still going in a circle. Yeah. Well, wow. exactly. So they're on hamster wheels. So they're they're like. Standing still, moving yeah. forward, which I think secretly yeah. is the ultimate sin. Yeah. <laughs> That's underground. Oh, oh. Ah, beautiful. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that makes me. You're the lore keeper. I'm so the lore keeper. So that's the like. You add some culture to the world based off of hmm. events that are happening. Okay, um, I'm going to continue your circular theme. I think they've. They've been doing this circular motion. They're, they're finding it an, an act of quiet rebellion to do things in a, in a circular fashion. So, um, and they're being forced to, you know, walk in a, walk forward. So even though they're in a large circle, everything else that they do, the, the food that they make, the, the art that they create, they're putting roundness in circles. Everything, everything is so round and he doesn't, I don't, it's, it's their quiet way of they all know what's going on, but he doesn't quite catch on. And Kevin's wearing a hamburger. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The, 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 the perfect round food. Even <laughs> it really is there any food that can't be round? Yeah, that's, yeah. Just, yeah, that's so true. Yeah. A lot of food is round. So, yeah. Yeah. The two well, gloves, hot dogs. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't a very clever rebellion since most food was round already. But. <laughs> cool. Awesome. So now you guys would rotate. Ooh, and we get a new companion on the table. It's the patron. Patron. Yes. And we have two new theme cards to choose from. Okay. I'm going to take a look. Yeah. At the, I, I like looking at the theme cards before. Yeah. So the theme cards that I have right here are patience. Once, once knowledge was revealed after a great wait, 
and renewal. Once a land laid abandoned and spoiled, uh, or once uh, the hero sought a moment of reflection. I am going to go with renewal. Uh, and for that, I want the rescued, please. There you go. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are you ready for your face? Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Who'd you get? I got this cool pirate guy. Oh, cool. Ooh, he's so swarthy. <laughs> I like his ear. Does he have an earring? It looks like yeah, he does earring. have okay. a, He's got a cool big hoop earring. Yeah, a circular earring. Like, he's got a bandana on that has like a cool tiger slash pattern to it. Uh, and he's just got the most elaborate facial hair. Mm. I have been a river trader all my life. I would wander the land in a continual circle looking for new people to trade my goods to. And for one, for a time, when I was small, life was very good. Uh, people looked for new goods. They would run up to my boat and they would say, What have you brought me? What has come from the Southland? What has come from the Westland? And there would be a great trading. But after the flood, for a while, I could not even move my boat. People would not hear of one another. People would not see things from other lands. And then the land came back, the river came back, I would move around, but there were no goods to trade. All of the land was drowned and ruined. Then came the hero. The hero sucked away the killing plant, as we called it, a horrible green slime that had attached itself to crops and wood. It rotted away everything it touched. And the hero, just with the passing of its feet would move and suck the life from the killing slime. And in a matter of days, the land returned to the land that it once was. People would dance in the streets. People would grow in the fields. Life returned once again. I have seen this. I know the hero. Cool. All right. So, and so, I'm your witness. Of, oh, the, the witness, yeah, um, but so a witness somewhere elsewhere. else. <laughs> uh, somewhere else, like the underground goblin community. Yes, yes. <laughs> that has for many years been relatively peaceful and undisturbed, uh, minding their own gobliny business. Um, <laughs> whatever they do down there, we're not quite sure. Although recently, they they've started to notice some some changes to their landscape. <laughs> <laughs> Some changes? <laughs> Just a few. A giant drill? I mean, <laughs> I noticed I'm being pierced by an enormous drill. <laughs> this neighborhood has gone to hell. <laughs> oh, man. Yes. I want to see this. Oh, man. Oh, they're cute. Oh, no. Yes. They've got cute little pointy ears, and they're sad. Oh, sad. Oh. There you go. Sad goblins down down underground. That's all I ever wanted. Thank you. They're having a rough go. They They really are. Okay, and then uh, cultural notes. Okay. The people on the wheels have taken to calling the goblins sublings, and the goblins have taken to calling the people on top of the wheels terrible invaders. (laughs) (laughs) They get right to the point. It, it sounds more elegant and goblinish. <laughs> yeah, there's something lost in the translation. <laughs> also, I think we call the green uh, slime um, pismol. 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 Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice. It sounds nasty. 
Okay. I feel like that's an insult that people could use. I think yeah. so. Okay, so we have a new companion on the table, Rival. Yes. Oh. yes. <laughs> that's all I have. Uh, yes. Okay. I'm going with that. Yep. Okay. Here you go. Yeah. And it doesn't even matter what these are. Let's see. <laughs> um, I have disorder and transition. So disorder once. Once the people revolted against the laws of the land, or once the people discarded propriety and social ritual. Okay. Uh, and transition is, uh, once the power behind the realm was in a great shift, or once an established power relinquished power to an unlikely source. I'm gonna go with transition. So as the hero's rival, oh, I can see face. my face. Yes. Oh man. He Ooh. looks he looks kind of dwarfy almost with his he's got a majestic beard and mustache happening yeah. here. Yeah, it's, his um, mustache is braided. Yeah, it is. He takes his manscaping very serious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he should. Um, maybe they're beard rivals. That's <laughs> the hero has. Well, the hero doesn't have much hair on top anyway, so he's got the one hair. Yeah, <laughs> I, I imagine as he grows up, he he then has to focus on his facial hair. So we're we're definitely facial hair rivals. Um, and the transition. Oh, um, once an established power relinquished power to an unlikely source. I like that in that it wasn't always the duke in charge. So someone hmm. like he was he was maybe. 17th in line, and something happened. We are 16 oh. things happened. Yes. <laughs> or or one really big thing. Um, it's just at any point in the hero's life, right? Yeah, okay. like mostly in the beginning. So Mostly in the beginning. Okay. Yeah. So so he's, he's a young hero. He's only starting to grow his facial hair, but he thinks it's the best. Um, and, oh, yes. <laughs> And so we're, uh, as, as you do, we're going to have a competition and, you yes. know, maybe yes. six, one or 16 things happen and there's some casualties in this competition. It gets very fierce. Um, they are these, a lot of people are, are, are caught in the crossfire between myself and this hero. <laughs> and now the Duke's in charge. I don't even, couldn't even tell you exactly what happened. It got very hairy. But, um, shh. Wow. That's a good one. <laughs> you are welcome. <laughs> so in, in our new images of the hero, he still has one hair, but it's yeah. gotten really long. So <laughs> he wears a scrunchie around it. Yeah. Oh. yeah. And he has a very bad mustache. <laughs> it's <laughs> not <dirty> good. <laughs> we call it a crustache. <laughs> What's, uh, okay. So then, um, I'm so surrounding lands. So as the hero has been making his journey, uh, Eastward, uh, and has been clearing out the the pismal. Um, the he's been using his transformation amulet, which does oh. have negative consequences. So, and the southwest portion of the land, uh, uh, the the green mold has been growing uh, into a place that uh, the natives have been calling Pismopolis. Um, and, uh, little, little do, does anyone know yet that Pismopolis is, uh, inhabited by beings with the, with the great glary skeptical eyes of the mountain face? Ooh. We're gonna need to take a picture of this. <laughs> so, in terms of, uh, in terms of a little culture for this round, um, I think, 
I think people are increasingly losing faith in the mountains. There used to be this idea that like the mountains are at rest and we can move because they got this and, um, and the mountains are watching over us. And now things have gone so different and into such chaos that people no longer trust the mountains. And so there's a weird sect that is actually worship, worshiping the Pismo. Oh. And thinks that, yeah, the Pismo is a, is an apocalyptic blight, but it is here to purify us. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so that is the story rounds. Um, so we're going to do a biography phase to close out this first act. So biography, biography phases go, everyone has an opportunity to talk about someone else's uh, companion. Oh, so oh. go in whatever order you want to go in. And it doesn't, it might not be true, or it might be true. Think, you know, TMZ or, um, or a gossip circle. Yeah. All right. Well, I heard that the hero was actually the monster wizard's child. So there's that, you know? Everyone should think about it. (laughs) The oracle? (laughs) I heard it. I didn't foresee it, but I I heard it. Oh, was I supposed to be the oracle saying that? I thought that I was just anyone. Oh, 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 yeah. I thought I was just being like a gossip person. You could be a gossip person. About about the hero or about each other? About each other. But you you could tag the hero hero. in this. Okay, cool. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, you can slander him. Yeah. Okay, so then also that, um, and, uh, actually the monster is not really a monster. It was all an elaborate ruse to send out the spell creation that is the hero into the world. Mm-hmm. There we go. What does a spider do? It weaves a web. Things get tangled and caught. They are, they continue to struggle until they can move no more. That is what spiders do. They call us into stillness. Yes, she did bestow upon the hero an item of great power, but within that was a sticky web which drew him to his death. Well, I've heard that the oracle doesn't actually see anything. She just gets everything from fortune cookies, so... That's a valid Which, tradition here where you yeah. make a cookie. <laughs> yeah. A round They're cookie. very round. And yeah. then when you crack it open, there's yeah. a fortune inside if mm-hmm. you're good at fortune telling. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, you know that rival? You guys have heard about that rival, right? You Have you seen him? You know, uh, the one with the nice beard? Yeah. Massive beard. Huge beard. This mustache that's like, oh, combed and conditioned and braided and just... Anyway, from what I hear... You should see his pubes. <laughs> Getting the very true mark of a man. <laughs> a man may carry a man may carry a a patchy uh, bush upon his face, but the but the really bush matters. of his loins <laughs> that is the mark of a man. Are also braided. Yes. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Shave him or braid him. Wow. Um, uh, let's see. The uh, rescued? Did anyone yes. want to think about him? Uh, I don't think we, we trash talked no, him. Haven't him. We haven't trash talked the rescued? Oh. He's so cool. He's a pirate of the la- of the river, guys. I He's a he, drunk. I heard he brought the pismal, you know? That's, he was doing the circles, uh, that constant movement traveling between the lands. He's the reason that it came about. The Duke was on to something yeah. when he said that movement was dangerous. 
Yeah, he was um, using the river for his own ends instead of respecting it. And because of that, it's paid us back in Pismal. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's okay, I worship okay. Pismal. <laughs> <laughs> He's that's like great. a Jesus. <laughs> so that's the one act one. Okay, act two is just like act one, only you get an, a new companion. Oh. Oh. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so at the beginning of the act, um, once again, we ask for a volunteer. And from that person, everything will rotate. Oh, volunteer. Sure. Okay. So you'll be the cartographer. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yes. And then you'll be the first storyteller, so mm-hmm. uh, witness, floorkeeper. Mm-hmm. Okay. Around. Okay. All right. I'm gonna throw what are my choices this time? There's a bard. The bard's kind of exciting because most of your stories are lies. Did you even <laughs> know, meet the hero? <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's so awesome. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Okay. Here we go. So I'm a liar, and let's see. My card choices are pride and corruption. Pride is once an excess of pride led to a grave error. Uh, And then once a powerful leader was swayed into betraying principles is the corruption. Um, I'm going to go with pride. Ready for your face? Sure. Here you go. And I... Oh, Oh, she's cool. Dang. Whoa. Shades of Esmeralda (laughs) up in here. Look at how glorious her hair is, though. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. She looks like like she's in a conditioner commercial right now. (laughs) (laughs) She's got super curl definition. It's fantastic. Okay. Girl knows her argan oil. This is my... (laughs) She does. She really does. Hmm. So this... This card, this uh, excess of pride led to a grave error. That could be on anyone's part, um, or the heroes, be, or it could be anyone that you and the hero are interacting with. Uh, the hero. Did you hear about that time <laughs> when the hero was still a young man, and he decided to climb the mountains? <gasps> he thought he could scale all the way up to the faces. Oh man. He was so prideful. Um, he, of you know, had an accident and he fell and he didn't make it. And he's actually dead. Oh. That the sad face is his face in the mountains. There is no hero anymore. Uh, dang. Yeah. Dang. I totally met him. It's totally true. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Bard, for that exceptionally factual <laughs> I totally met him. <laughs> totally yeah. true. Mm-hmm. So, okay. During the time that the hero was away, the Pismal people, they require, like, living material to, to, to feed. They're like, they're fungus, you know, so that they, so they, um, do sweeps of, of land and end up effectively blighting. Uh, and they have been encroaching into the goblin territory. Um, meanwhile, the, uh, the wheel people have uh, spun down to below the goblin cities. Wow, and they're still going? They're still going. (laughs) No one has fixed this problem. (laughs) Yeah, well, the hero's dead, so... Well, yeah, the world is doomed. The hero's been away for quite some time. Anything could have happened to him. Some people say he's dead. So obviously all of the world's problems have been increasing during that time. Big question marks? Mm. Yes. Is that what's below the go- bo- goblins? Ho, ho, ho. Yeah. I'm going to need more map. So some, uh, so what's going on right now? Yeah. Well, people are hearing about this goblin city 
and there's this weird mixture of like fear and fascination. And so it's kind of become a thing to claim that you were going to go visit the Goblin City, you know, and everyone's reaction is like, oh, the Goblin City, that's no, you can't go there. And people are like, no, it's cool, whatever, they'll be nice to me. <laughs> people are like taking a year off to like backpack through the Goblin City. That's so imperialistic. It is. <laughs> The goblins just have a huge hole in the middle of... Yeah, the goblins are like, if you want to help us, fix the hole. And they're like, what if we help build a school? And they're like, no, get out of here. Have you heard about movementism? (laughs) Awesome. Let's see. We've got a new um, uh, companion card. Uh, Mentor. Ooh. So someone that could guide the hero. Tourist. Yeah, that's nice. You just, oh. James just drew a shitty dude. A shitty dude with sunglasses and, he's and like, a smiley face. He's like taking a selfie with the goblin. Yeah. It's going to be his Tinder picture later. Okay. I'm going with creation and protege. So, oh. Ready for your face? Yes. This is protege. Oh, snap. Oh, I'm a really cool pirate lady. Oh! She's so cool. Game's over. Cat wins. <laughs> Okay, uh, so I used to travel the, the Grand Circle River in my ship back in the days of constant movement, but then a bunch of noise started happening. Uh, one day when, uh, when sailing through this area of the map, mm-hmm. I fell into a giant whirlpool. And, uh, at the bottom of which I found a hero, uh, mm-hmm. lost, confused, uh, with very little memory of who he was and what he was doing. He seemed uh, content to walk in circles all his days, mumbling about about the transformation amulet that he carried. But frustrated with him, I started hopping up and down and was like, no, you need to do something. You need to get us out of here. I think it's your fault we're in here in the first place. And he looked at how hopping mad I was and went, Ha-ha! And uh, in one fell swoop, jumped out of the hole. Whoa! All the way out of the hole. Uh, it took... It was really surprising uh, and frustrating because I was stuck down there for a few days, but he did come back down, uh, <laughs> remembering me, and grabbed me back up and was like, you've done it! We've done it! We need to give the people jumping! Yes! <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> Excellent. That's what we got. Excellent. Um, okay. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, what, what more interesting could be going on? Uh, meanwhile, uh, there was a tussle between some goblin villager, goblin city citizens and some human tourists. And it was pretty ugly. And now there's a ban on going to the goblin city. And so now this like, this like weird economy that had kind of started to build up where they were like, Oh, well, you know, people bring in goods at least. Hmm. That's interesting. Now that's been cut off. Now the goblins are extra pissed and people are pissed that they can't go. And, uh, yeah. So, so a lot of discontent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> this map. <laughs> mm-hmm. More goblins with more discontent. <laughs> oh, so sad. Not- goblins. Oh, they're like locked up. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> you can't oh, go to Goblin Town. Goblins. 
So there's been so much discontent in Goblinville. Goblins believe in a cycle of things. When pain is taken on, pain eventually ends and then comes back around. So there's a contingent of goblins that believes the only just thing to do would be to burrow under the castle of the duke, invade uh, the land above to give them their irritating tourists. <laughs> I like how little the goblin story has had to do with the hero's story. It's all going to come together in a real way. <laughs> Okay, so we have a, a new companion, the outsider. You're not from around here. Mm. Can you believe how great that is? <laughs> I really like it. Okay. Mm-hmm. All uh, right. Give me the goods. Okay, injury. Once a mighty figure was permanently transformed by injury or futility. Once a great relic was lost after a long effort. Or once a soldier protested a doomed charge. Oh, futility. Futility and injury. Those are both really good. Oh, this is all really solid, you guys. What I like about this game is, like, the more we've laid down, the more these cards tie into every single... Like, no matter what, it ties yeah. into what we've been yeah. doing. There's something. There's something to hook them on. Lover is still down. Mm-hmm. Mm. Lover is still there. The lover could be anyone. I know. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take the lover. All right. All show right. me my face. Yeah. Oh, he's cute. A handsome oh young man. He's adorable. Exceptional cheekbones. Oh my god, do you notice how much he looks like the rival? Oh my god, you're right. If you shave the rival's beard. <laughs> Maybe it's his brother. Oh. Or his son. Oh! oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. All right, this guy. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, it's actually true. Like, I I did know. I did hang out with the hero a bit when we were younger. I had just come back from this, like, trip to the Goblin City, which had gone pretty well. I mean, no, you don't understand. It was, that was just what we did at the time. It was just what we did at the time. Um, it was, like, the cool thing to do. You kind of had to, basically. Anyway, so I, just, I was just coming back from the Goblin Town, and I didn't want to go back, like, to the Duke, you know? Nobody did. It was a total mess there back in those days. Um... But when I was traveling, I ran into this guy and like, I don't know, he's cool. You know, like people say that he's like, oh, he was so handsome and they sing about, but he was all right. But I don't know. He just had this like charisma. So we traveled together for a little while. We ended up hooking up. It was pretty cool. But I don't know. I feel like he kind of maybe like read more into the relationship than I did. I don't know. Like... It was just, it's like, you know, one of those, like, flings that you have when you're traveling. But he was all, like, destined, love, true, you know, fated to be together or whatever. So, I mean, I don't know. It's This is why I don't like to tell this story, because I'm basically like, well, yeah, the hero that everybody loves, I broke his heart when he was, like, you know, 20. <laughs> <laughs> Drawing upside down is so hard. <laughs> You're nailing it, though. Yeah, it. Yeah, Two sad faces it. and a, a broken heart. Kind of uh, a broken heart. Yeah. No, definitely a broken heart. Uh, so the Pismo people, or, yeah, Pismo. It is Pismo. Yeah. So uh, in the meantime, uh, the Pismo people uh, have started sweeping again uh towards uh, the goblin land taking over this verdant forest mm-hmm. uh, that separated uh, the goblin lands uh, from the lands of the humans. Uh, 
So they have like now spread their reach uh, to the point where even if there were still trade routes between the goblins and the humans uh, legal, they wouldn't be there anymore because there's simply no way to cross that land without uh, dealing with the Pismo peeps. Mm. Mm. Excellent. Well, that leads perfectly into uh, the Pismo people have also taken notice of all the the travel people have been doing to the Goblin Town and all the all the, the influx to the economy that they've been seeing, and they're very jealous. And they, I mean, they're not really interested in the economy part, but they would like some people to to cling to. That'd be great. Um, so they have been starting to try to shape themselves into as round a form as possible to be of that much more attractive to these <laughs> these humans who who really, I mean, where else are they going to go and take their vacations now? But to to great. Great round Pismo land. Wow. Yeah. Pismo land. <laughs> Come hang they out. They were at the theme park slides. called Pismo land. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no one comes out. <laughs> okay. So our next companion, uh, up is a uh, nemesis. Oh, we got rivals and mm. nemeses. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, be, it gets really serious. <laughs> okay. So the themes I have are vengeance. Uh, once a great vengeance was wrecked uh, and affected many, or deceit. Once a clever plot leads to uh, leads an innocent to a trap, or uh, once a great and grave truth was revealed. Hmm. I am going to vengeance or deceit. I am going to pick the outsider. Okay. And I am going to go with deceit. All right. Are you ready for your face? I am ready for my face. Ooh, look at this guy. He is <gasps> regal as heck. Extremely regal. He's made of points. Yeah. He's an amazing <laughs> A pointy helmet. nobleman. And amazing hair. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, does he? Braids. Yeah. 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 Oh, those are braids? Yeah. I thought that was a head dressing oh, for a second. Yeah. Ooh, that's cool. <laughs> um, yes, I worked for the Duke, but we all knew he had gone mad. It was unavoidable what happened. If I hadn't done it, someone else would. He wouldn't face the truth. His plan to burrow into the goblin territories and even past had inadvertently done a great thing. We needed to be connected to those people, and when he shut off the connection, he nearly damned this entire nation. Thankfully, I cleverly invited goblins to come back. I ushered them in through lost passageways that were created after the flood. I will save this land, and I shall become the new duke. Thanks to my wisdom. Duke too. Pointy Duke. <laughs> right into cheeseburgers. Right into- <laughs> the goblins have been hearing about the hamburger. They know it's in. good. <laughs> so meanwhile, I guess, um, the goblins have now, most of them have been invited by new Pointy Duke. Um, but some do remain behind. The Those few who just refuse to leave their homeland, drill hole, uh, you know, drill and everything. Um, so they are, they're trying to rebuild what few of them remain. It's not going great. <laughs> uh, there's a new fashion trend catching on all over the nation and it is drill hats. 
There yes. <laughs> pointy hats up to the heavens that you can operate with a crank. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a symbol of, you know, everybody joining together. Yeah. <laughs> For the drill. That's our cultural note. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Okay, so uh, the next biography round. So feel free to talk about the new companions, old companions, if you want to gossip about them, and no particular order. I have a piece of gossip about my own companion. Um, <gasps> I hear that, uh, you know, the, the vizier to the duke, I hear that he's not even a person. I hear that he's three goblins in a human suit. <laughs> That's why he walks all shaky like that. That's, yeah, he's not even from here. Oh. <laughs> well, I heard something about his lover. Oh. Yeah, I heard that he didn't just break his heart when he was younger, but he was there when the hero died. He killed him. <gasps> Ooh. Ooh. Biz. So I'm pretty sure that that bard has never met the hero. Like, <laughs> as far as I know, that bard has always been one of the necromancers living in the tower, making a, um, making all sorts of spookums, you know, that like, <laughs> I don't know where she gets her info, <laughs> but that lady is not really hooked in. I heard that the bard in one of the Western territories, like in one of the small towns, owes everyone in the town $50. <laughs> Every single one of them. I heard the bard is just three bismals in a trench coat. <laughs> <laughs> um, I heard that's not even the bard's real hair. <laughs> oh, 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 fighting words. Uh, I heard that the uh, what, what's your character? The protege. The pro- mm-hmm. I heard that the protege wasn't even the one that went into the whirlpool. I heard that that was the protege's parent, and that they just passed down the story. Oh, no, no. See, the story I heard is that she claims to have been the captain of that ship, but she was actually just a swab, like swabbing the desk, decks, you know, just some rando on the ship. Did we get them all? Yeah, we've I sassed all so. those people. I think so. I heard, that the, uh, I heard that the rival has disowned his son since, <laughs> since, <laughs> since that liaison. Since the day. <laughs> just couldn't stand the shame. <laughs> I heard that the lover... Actually, after the, he heard that the hero died, uh, shaved his bush in grief. <laughs> in shame. In shame? In shame and grief. Just As is custom among our As people. As is custom among our people, <laughs> Susan. <laughs> cool. Okay, that uh, closes Act 2. Uh, act 3, it's a little different. Of uh, Act 3, we're using the same companions. Mm-hmm. So you could choose which one you want to use for the story. Mm-hmm. And we're going to reshuffle all of the theme cards. Oh, cool. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll take the discarded ones nice. and the ones we've okay. used. Okay. And I'm going to I'm gonna be my uh, monster spider nice. lady because she's way more interesting than this yeah. saucy lover. Can I decide when I see the themes? Yeah, yeah, okay, you can cool. decide when you, uh, I think, you see I don't the know who's going to be. I think the rescued has contributed his part to the story. Yeah. Yeah, you can just okay. put him down. Because uh, uh, for epilogues, uh, you're just talking about the last time your character saw the hero, so. Oh. Yeah. 
So you can tell from uh, one or both. Of oh, this is the epilogue? Uh, no, oh, this, this is, is third oh, act. Okay. So okay. anything can be set on fire. Okay. If you want to. <laughs> Well, I don't have a red one. marker, so it's going to be really hard. Oh, yeah, you're going to be blue. Good. Fire can Think point. about it. It's a good so point, Kat. Thank you. Yeah. We're very quick with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know a lot about fire. Okay. Um, who's going to be a cartographer for uh, this uh, last act? I'll start. You start. You'll start. Okay. Then next person. So the cards I got are Corruption. Once a powerful leader was swayed into betraying principles. I don't know if that fits with us because the Duke has no apparent principles. <laughs> I wonder Maybe what he leader- betrays his principles of evil. <laughs> <laughs> and the other one is disorder. Once the people revolted against the laws of the land or once the people discarded propriety and social ritual. I think that is much more in keeping with what's been going on because this has this... This is a simmering pot that is just, it's time to boil over. Actually, you know what? I'm going to be talking as the lover. That's, that's who I'm going to do. And the theme is disorder. I mean, I don't know. You, you know how it was in those days. Like, it was just bananas, you know? Like, a duke out of his mind. He had this really obviously evil advisor guy. Uh, thank you for drawing some literal bananas. <laughs> <You're awesome>. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he had this, like, super evil advisor dude who was, like, obviously corrupt and, like, controlling things from the back. I mean, it was an open secret. Everybody knew how it was going. And, you know, the people had all these weird ways of dealing with it. You know, for a while, we just we did this whole tourist thing, going to the Goblin Kingdom. And I think a lot of people, you know, at that time got super into worshipping the Pismo. Yeah, I know, it seems crazy now, but people were like, ooh, they loved that stuff. <laughs> um but I don't know, slowly, like, the Pismo, I think, started eating people, and the Goblin place got shut off, and we got real sick of just, like, making circular food. And yeah, something in people just broke. Something just, like, the will of the people just broke, you know? And they say that the faces on the mountains changed that day. They were horrified by what they saw. But some people look at the mountains a little bit differently, and they... They think those guys are smiling. Anyway, we stormed the castle and, well, you know, you know the rest. Okay, so we've got Pismo eating the world and we've got people storming the castle. I am going to say that around the drill, like, and moving outward from the drill, the earth has started to shake. From the drill? Yeah, radiating, radiating out from the drill. Oh, jeez. Oh, my gosh. This is impossible. <laughs> You're doing is- great, Kat. <laughs> oh, man. It's, if somebody came into this room, they'd look at that map and go, oh, I know exactly what's going on. <laughs> Come in, look at it, and be like, ah, uh, goblins getting discontent, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Hamburger? And that's yeah. a goblin problem that you got there. <laughs> what's our cultural thing? So our, our yeah. cultural note is Pismo has definitely become a swear word. Mm. We uh, we have turned on the the Pismo religion that that rose up for a while there, but it was it was short lived. I, I mean, once your gods start to eat people, you kind of you kind of turn on that. So um, you'd be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Someone considered a boon. <laughs> I'm not saying there aren't a few errant fanatics, but you know mm. they don't live long. <laughs> oh my god! Mm-hmm. You go next. Yes. yes. Okay. Vengeance and threat. Mm-hmm. An overlooked problem became, becomes a great threat. The once false threat obscured a greater one. 
I'm going to say an overload problem becomes a great threat. Perhaps a goblin horde? Which one? I feel like, yeah, the Pismo, and there's, there are two hordes in this world. There are also tremors now. Yeah. 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 And there's that drill that kept going. Who knows what lives out yeah. in the, the necromancy forest? Oh, yeah, the necromancer tower. Ooh, there's the bard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which overlooked problem are you going to choose? Yeah, I, I think I'm going to choose the problem of the drill, probably. Okay. And now I'm just deciding who's the best person to do this. We had cobbled together a small and short piece once more when we invited the goblins up into our lands. Trade began to blossom, and in fact, some said that at a certain time, there were more goblins living under the city than there were living in their own homelands. It looked like happiness was once again within the grasp of this land. But then, the earth started to move. Slowly at first, Small at first, imperceptible, but soon a great explosion of fire and wrath erupted from the area where we had used our drill, and the Mad Duke revealed his plan. He hated the sinful earth that had betrayed him, that had allowed the water to eclipse and made him, forced him to invite people into his tower. And his punishment was to make the land move, to dig into the earth and find the soft fire in the ground and invite it to the surface. It was a grave, grave time. Meanwhile. <laughs> <laughs> so lava's happening. Yeah. Lava's happening. Can lava be blue? Lava can be black when it reaches the surface okay. and is cooled slightly. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it destroyed the goblin land. Now the only goblins that live are the goblins in our lands. Oh. Oh. Sad times for the goblins. Yeah. And the people on the drill. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, The generations on the drill. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) So meanwhile, in Pismo territory, they, uh, sensing these tremors and and all this commotion happening, have, have withdrawn... Their advances towards the goblin lands, um, they are not stupid. And they are moving instead towards the forest over here Mm. towards the north to see Mm. if they can fare any better up in that direction. There are those that think that innovation is the solution. As always, the plan has been to move forward. We must innovate. We must find the way out. We must sail as we have always sailed. Uh, So a bunch of people are trying to make ships for the lava. It's not <laughs> going well. Ships, though. Yes. <laughs> but we made them out of our strongest wood. So my theme card choices are patience and pride again. Um, so patience is once knowledge was revealed after a great wait. I think that's what we need. Yeah, yeah we do. Tie <laughs> it together, Meg. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah, we got to give the people jumping. All right. <laughs> yes. Save them. So no one trusts the bard. I think with the hero nowhere to be seen, the rival has to step in. And, you know, he's known about jumping all along. Where has the hero been? Um <laughs> Rival. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So after a great wait. So um all this chaos is happening here in, in, in the middle of this circular river. 
that has trapped the people of this town. Uh, and so our rival arrives and jumps over the river. Brings the people jumping and an escape from this circular prison. Mm. They can jump over the lava. Mm. They can jump over the lava. These people are kind of amazing. (laughs) Meanwhile, the lava has reached the Pismo people. As far as we know, it has covered them them completely over and they have burned up. That is what we currently believe. Mm. (laughs) Hint, hint. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm not supposed to do yeah, that. Who, who is that? Oh, is that me? That's, that's, that's you. Oh, yes. That's why. Well, you do that. I'm glad we were on the same page. For those listening, I did the same thing Kat did. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So that is currently what is happening elsewhere in the land. So it appears that all of the things that weren't here at the start have been destroyed by lava. The people love jumping so much and there's a sort of popular sentiment that the best way to go is up we've been moving forward we moved in circles we drilled downward into the earth none of those things have satisfied us we should have looked up to the mountains that have guided us before moved upward the final two yeah transition once the power behind the realm was in a great shift Or once established, once an established power relinquish power and like the source or injury. Nah, transition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And going with the protege. We were taking to the air, but we had nowhere to stay. Uh, our people have always survived on ships, but we could not sail on the lava. Uh, but the hero with his transformation amulet gave my father's ship wings and we went around the land, transforming what was dead into a presence unlike anything we'd ever seen. Uh, the Pismo rejuvenated and created such buoyancy that we were able to exist above the land from before and create new constant movement. I think that's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go, hero. Yeah. yeah. Gosh, meanwhile? Yeah. Uh, I mean... Oh, I'm supposed yeah. to be drawing. Yeah, you're drawing. Full circle. <laughs> the goblins Where? <laughs> embrace lava as a new power source. Ooh, yeah. for the goblins. And they enter, they have a kind of industrial revolution. Oh. Um, but without all the, like, evil capitalism and stuff. It's just like a happy, uh, you know, communal But not industrial communist. Revolution. <laughs> oh, <he loves> <laughs> Completely different. <laughs> so they happily live beneath, be, under, beneath the earth. With their, you know, machines powered by lava. Look at all those, those airships. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, we, 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 we power the airships, but with the heat from the lava, that's what allows them to, uh, stay buoyant is the thermals from, from our lava kingdom. Uh, but we're happy in our anarcho, uh, parliamentary <laughs> lava based economy. We love it. <laughs> Culture note. Culture yes. note. Yeah, now the the way things work, the way trade is still happening uh, between the people sailing around in their airships and the goblins uh, controlling the lava below. People in airships drop parachutes with goods on them, uh, and the goblins float up in hot air balloons uh, goods. So there is a stable happiness uh, as the goblins always wish to be with the earth below and people always wish to be in the skies above. 
So one last biographer round for um for this act, and then we could do a quick epilogue. Okay. Okay. Melissa, are you listening right now? Because what I'm telling you is that I figured it out. I figured it out. Okay. What material makes up the wings of the airships? It's silk, Melissa. It's silk. So what is famous for jumping? Spiders, Melissa. <laughs> the hero... Everybody there says the hero's dead. The rumor is that he's dead, but he's actually a big old gross hairy spider, <laughs> just like the Oracle, and he spun silk from his butt, from his butt, Melissa, to make the wings of the airships. It was his great sacrifice. That's like so gross, actually. Melissa, I know. So gross. But, okay, think about how much we love hair. Oh my god, we love hair. And how hairy the hero's legs must be now as a big old gross spider. My god, you're right. My god. Yeah, think about that. I am thinking about it. (laughs) (laughs) We can't stop thinking about it. (laughs) What is left to be said? Oh, man. I heard that the Duke went into hiding. After, you know, after the whole revolution and everything. And they say he lives among the goblins now as three goblins. <laughs> I heard the vizier was like seven goblins. And he is now running their anarcho- ar- anarcho-parliament. <laughs> and like super into gears instead of points. <laughs> wow. Between the two, if if the duke... And the vizier are in charge. That's like all ten members of parliament, probably. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't know. I like the stability it provides, though. <laughs> it's working out really well for us. Anarcho parliament is the best version of government. <laughs> this will never go wrong. <laughs> Whatever happened to that protege? Yeah. I'm trying to well, think. she's captain of a ship now. Yeah, the biggest airship ever. Wow, she really, you know, rose through the ranks or whatever. But I hear she refuses to also become a spider. <laughs> which she won't go that far. Which yeah. is an option. It's an Most option. people are spiders now. <laughs> I'm I'm a spider. You guys aren't spiders? Yeah. You guys spi- okay, you're spiders. I'm gonna become a spider. Yeah. I'm thinking of becoming well, no, do, a spider. No, do it when it feels right. Yeah. Do it when it feels right. Don't rush it. Uh, I hear that the rival was always a spider. That's why he was so good at jumping. Oh. <laughs> this whole thing was orchestrated by spiders. By spiders, yeah. <laughs> spiders were controlling it from day one. I heard the necromancers are also spiders. <laughs> Everybody says that. I thought we knew that. Well, they created the artifact that t- turned people into spiders. I feel like the Pismal was they- like created by spiders. That it's like the offshoot of their venom. Mm. Do you think they like sent it out on purpose to destabilize things because they knew it was time for change? Oh yeah, I uh, definitely yeah. think that a manufactured crisis. <laughs> spiders, <laughs> typical spiders. There we go. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> oh. So we can wrap this with um, an epilogue. So uh, in as your companion, you described the last time you saw the hero, and you could choose either one or both of your companions to uh, narrate the last mm-hmm. time you saw him. Oh, I'll go first. I'll go first. I don't know. Like, I did see him that day that we stormed the tower and all that chaos happened and everything. Like, he was there. A lot of people don't know that, but he was there. And I saw him. And, you know, we made eye contact for like a second. And I just, uh, there was so much that I wanted to say, but 
it just wasn't the time, you know. I wish we could have, uh, I don't know. Well, as his rival, I know the last time I saw the hero floating away in his airship, leaving me to jump over lava all day, so... <laughs> Spiders can't jump forever. Okay. <laughs> well, he had important stuff to be doing. Uh, the last time I saw him, he nobly went off to craft the mountain faces anew with his silk sex. <laughs> Gross. Well, hey, somebody needed to do it. <laughs> So uh, I sail the skies, and he carves away the mountain silk. There was once a time as a young man that I spoke ill of spiders. But that is before the hero came to me as an old man. The man that I had seen save civilization when I was young came to me and bestowed upon me this very stone, and he told me, use this and you will be a beautiful and graceful spider, <laughs> just like me. And I said, gross. <laughs> and he said, ah, but look at how hairy my legs are. <laughs> and as you can see, I saw that he had a point after all. <laughs> skitter, skitter, skitter. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and so that is companion sale. Wow, that was so <laughs> great. That was fun. Uh, yeah, thank you so much for running this for uh, us. Yay. Thank, thank you. You guys were fantastic. And <laughs> you came up with things. So, <laughs> so, we're I, sorry. It's yeah. so hilarious. And um, it, the fun thing is that it could be a really hilarious game or super serious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's absolutely. nice to have. Oh, it could absolutely yeah. be a really legit storytelling game. Sorry, that is not what happened on no, this right. day. <laughs> Laughter is always a fun Sorry, thing. Sorry, you made me. it a joke yeah. factory, no. but it was a pretty good one. <laughs> <laughs> we have to. Our panel's in ten minutes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's it for one shot this week, heroes. But we'll be back next week with Urban Shadows. In the meantime, be sure to check out Talking Tabletop tomorrow on Tuesday, Campaign on Wednesday and Backstory on Thursday. Finally, I want to remind heroes that the Paracosm Press party game designed to help you develop new character voices, Noisy Person Cards, is available to print and play for free right now. Kat and I will be kickstarting a full version in 2016, but for now we want as many people trying and sharing it as possible. Download the game, try it for yourself, and tell a friend. If you're looking for updates, you can sign up for the NPC mailing list at paracosmpress.com slash NPC. That's P-A-R-A-C-O-S-M press dot com slash NPC. One Shot is a proud partner in the Chicago Podcast Co-op. If you're an advertiser in Chicago looking to reach an engaged Chicago audience, be sure to contact the co-op about advertising opportunities. And if you're a listener who wants to find a new show, try Your Stories. Your Stories is a weekly live show turned podcast completely created by our audience. We prompt our storytellers with a theme and they craft a story or any other performance in response. I've been on your stories a couple times, and it is always a blast. Be sure to check them out. As always, a big thanks to our supporters on Patreon. If you want to help us in a non-monetary way, the best thing you can do is tell a friend about the show. You can also leave us a rating or review on iTunes. Every five-star review we get helps new people find the show. 
If you want to hear more from the show, be sure to follow us on Twitter at OneShotRPG. Look us up on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OneShotPod. Check out our Tumblr at OneShotPodcast.tumblr.com. Check out our Google Plus community. Or look for news on the site at OneShotPodcast.com. If you're looking to inquire about advertising rates, live appearances, and commissioning episodes, or you have a question or comment about something you heard on the show, contact us at GameMaster at OneShotPodcast.com. OneShot is a joint production between Peaches and Hot Sauce and Paracosm Press. Peaches and Hot Sauce is a Chicago-based comedy network with tons of great podcasts, videos, and live shows for you to check out at PeachesAndHotSauce.com. Finally, that music, which is right now swelling up over my voice, is Be Your Own Pet with Adventure, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes! Fantastic.